Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. New week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us. Full crew with you today. Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're at the Southern Bank Corps Studios, Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored as it is every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Had a lot of that this weekend. It was delicious. And uh, we think you'll have the same opinion the next time you order Dickie's Catering or take your family for a great meal. Let's get right to it Monday Head baseball coach Christian Ostrander on the show. Golden Eagles with a busy week. Five games go four and one. Thrilling weekend series against a really good Missouri State baseball team. Great college baseball here in Hattiesburg. But before we get to that, Coach, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, if you if you don't mind, let's talk for just a moment about your Wednesday night game. Uh, a nice 10, uh, 15 to 10 win over UNO and uh all cylinders kind of clicking, but what really jumped out at me, Coach, uh, in that midweek game was the uh, was the job of reliever Chase Adams, who retired all ten batters he faced with four strikeouts uh, to garner the win and, and help propel your guys to a midweek win. Yeah, that was uh, you know a great um, uh, great win for us on the road, and, and it's never easy, you know, especially with the. A new team and a lot of first timers, you know, getting on the road. So anyway, I was, we were very proud of that win and uh, never been an easy place for us to play down there. And uh, so, but no, that game, uh, I thought the offense really came alive. And then you know, we had some really good pitching performances in certain areas, and uh, and some that weren't great. And uh, you know, but uh, you know, the offense picked us up and and we were able to prevail. But no, Chase Adams had a really good night that night, and and obviously carried it over this weekend. So it was good to see. Yeah, fourteen strikeouts with eight different pitchers. That's a that's a Christian Ostrander baseball team right there. And then here comes Missouri State. And before we get into the specifics of the game, correct me if I'm wrong, but but I thought they were a high caliber baseball team. And I think you're going to look down at the end of the year. Fans are going to see that Missouri State's right in the thick of things in the regional look. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you know, we got a ton of respect for that program. They've they've got history and they got tradition, just like us, and uh, you know, and stuff. So we knew it was going to be a dogfight, and it was. And uh, it, you had to earn it, you know. And they had to earn their wins. We had to earn ours, and uh, and stuff. But no, I think it's going to be a, a series that we'll look back upon, think a good series win, and because that is a regional, a regional caliber team, no doubt. Yeah, one of those pitching duel-type games Friday night. Weather was perfect. The atmosphere was phenomenal, and you had really good baseball. You win the Friday night game 4-3, and uh, Nico Mazza is, of course, the Friday night starter. He goes six innings, uh, just seven hits, no walks, 
seven strikeouts. And then I, I thought the story of the night was Cross Sibley, who who struggled in the opening weekend, and he's the first guy you go to in the bullpen on Friday night with the game on the line, and he goes two and two-thirds inning, did not allow a run, one hit. He he was really outstanding. And I, and I know when he left the field Friday night, he felt a lot better than, than his first appearance, correct? No doubt, and that's what I told him that night when I went out there, you know, to get the ball from him and, uh, you know, that last – Last out of the game, I felt compelled to do a matchup thing with a righty anyway, but I told him, say, walk, walk off this mound with your head held high, man. You know, that was a great job. And just real proud of Cross for your staying positive and staying ready. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, cause he was disappointed that he wasn't starting, you know. And I said, hey, man, you're going to pitch on Friday and be ready. So he, he was, and he had a great performance that, you know, helped us win that game. Yeah, he was he was really good. I, I think everybody in, in the stadium felt good uh, for him. Uh, Saturday rolls around, and that, and that was a really great uh, win Friday night. Saturday rolls around. It's another tough game, and it was good baseball this weekend. Uh, Missouri State uh, gets us 3-1. to one. Billy Odom uh, pitches four innings, allows uh, four hits. Uh, unusual that he walked a few, and he did strike out five. No decision. Uh, you, you went uh, pretty early uh, to the pen, and uh, I just thought Billy – and I'm not making any excuses, but I thought he just got squeezed horribly by the home plate umpire. Uh, you know, I rarely complain too much about the umpire zones. I mean, they're going to make some calls that you like and don't like, but I thought consistently that was a tough zone uh, and both ways. And I think that's why you saw as many walks as you saw on both sides. Uh, Billy doesn't do that. And, you know, and, and a couple of his that he got called walks on, look back at it, I'm going, well, well, that was a strike. Well, that that should have been a strike. And it can just change things so much. So, um, yeah, I mean, we call that a hitter's zone that day. And, um, you know, pitchers, it's a little bit harder, you know, to get some of those calls. But uh, not making any excuses. If, if the zone's that way, then we got to throw it where he's calling it. You know, right. and that's what we tell him. So, but, uh, but he, you know, he competed, man, and he wor- wiggled out of some jams and kept it close. And he gave us a shot. Yeah, he's a great pitcher. It was a great moment in the game, coach, when you call timeout gather your team up, and you stand there, and you make the home plate umpire come to the pitcher's mound, and then I think you exchanged a pleasantry or two with him as you were leaving. But that was all intentional. Is that right, Coach? Well, you know, sometimes you got you got to, you know, stand up for your guys, and uh, when you feel like, you know, it's not – you're not going to be, uh, you know, classless or unethical or whatever. I mean, you're not right. going to do anything disrespectfully, but uh, we have a right to be able to voice our frustrations a little bit. If it's done the right way, and uh, that's what I tried to do, because I really want my guys to know they got their backs. Yeah, it was it was it was a great moment. Uh, so we, we dropped that one, uh, and then we come back for another great game on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, man, it was just the whole the whole weekend was just super competitive, and uh, that was a great baseball game yesterday, wasn't it, Coach? It was. It was. Uh, you know what I called. To the team, I told them it was big boy baseball. I mean, this is what it takes to win a regional. This is what it takes to win a conference championship, to win a series, uh, you know, uh, in conference, whatever. I mean, it was that was, that was a type feel, atmosphere, grind, whatever you want to call it. That uh, you know, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun being a part of it. But it, you should it should be a pretty good building block for you when you can come through and, and win those kind of games. Stunning statistic out of the game Sunday that I know puts a smile on your face. 17 strikeouts in one walk. Yeah, I like that. That's, uh, <laughs> it, it does. You know me well enough by now, but uh, 
No, I mean, I was just so proud of our guys, man. They, they're, I don't, they're going to compete when they get on the mound, and, and I know that. And, and you know, we're finding good rhythm, and you know, so that's just very proud of it. I don't take it for granted, and I tell them the same thing: do not, don't, don't, don't put your guard down, don't exhale, don't think it's done, don't think it's easy, you know, because baseball will will come back and get you. So just got to keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, and uh, great relief. Uh... Uh, Sunday afternoon as well, and I, I thought J.B. Middleton looked pretty electric there at the end, and uh, Chase Adams, McCarty English, all, all those kids doing a great job. Kelly Sanders sitting here with me. He predicted back in the summer this was going to be an, an enormously talented pitching staff. Kelly, I, I think your your prediction's coming true. One walk, though. we got to tighten up. <laughs> no kidding. I agree. I, I don't like that. Um, when I'm interested, Coach, in, in, in pregame planning, particularly when it comes to the pitching staff, do you guys traditionally have a you know first guy in, second guy in, or is it strictly situations as they as they present themselves? Can you kind of teach us a little bit? Um, I mean, there's some preconceived you know thoughts that uh, that you kind of go with in your mind based on who you have available. Uh, sometimes it's matchups, um, you know, the, you know, this lineup that we faced, it, it kind of screened the lefty uh, to use a lefty, you know, right. and uh, we tried to do that each time went from our starter to a lefty starter to all three times. And, uh, you know, and it worked really well twice and uh, allowed you to get deeper in the game. But, you know, like yesterday, I knew I had uh, McCarty, I had JB and I had Landon Payne on the back end fresh, ready to go. So I knew once I got to that seven, I'm stacking them up. And, uh, you know, and just let them go. And when I felt like I had to make the change, I did. And, and had landed down there ready if JB needed help. So it was uh, it was good luxury to have. And, and that, and was all, that was all happened because Kobe Allen covered what he did out of the bullpen for us on Saturday. Yeah, and some, and some of these names, you know, are going to be names that fans are going to have to get used to. Names yeah, they haven't, kids, yeah. haven't heard to this point. But offensively, I wanted to ask, you know, is there a point in the season where you anticipate kind of having a, a solid – set lineup or do you constantly think it'll be in in motion so to speak well i mean i'd love for it to be i'd love to be able to you know do that but you know you gotta you gotta use the cards that you have and you know we might that this might be a team that has um can have different looks based on it's the lefty we're facing it's right. righty we're facing and stuff like that so you know, I don't think you ever look at it to where there's only it has to be one you know cookie cutter way. You got to be willing to adapt and see and you know trust instincts maybe a little bit in matchups. And I and I think when you look at that though, both we've talked about how deep the pitching staff is, but I think sometimes that the subject that doesn't get brought up is they've got some flexibility. It looks like one through nine as well. Yeah, it looks like as much depth as I've seen in some time. We're talking to head baseball coach Christian Ostrander. Very short break, coach. Three minutes. Get Luke involved in the conversation. Golden Eagles with a thrilling weekend series over Missouri State. And as coach is going to tell us on the other side of the break, folks, it don't get any easier this weekend. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of the show. Took my granddaughter in there, Kelly, Saturday morning. She's in town. She had to have a baseball shirt, and of course, she goes straight to the $70 jerseys. Bypasses all the $20 t-shirts straight to the Eagle jersey, and well, you just saw her. You, you see, well, she's she taking it off since she got she's it. She's learning well yeah, and she's, early. She, she <laughs> certainly is. All right, Coach Christian Ostrander on the show with us after a great weekend of baseball here in Hattiesburg. Luke, jump into the conversation. Coach, uh, you know, Davis Gillespie was talked about preseason, and he started off a little slow. Man, he responded well yesterday. He and Billy Butler, five of seven in that four and five hole. Talk about what they did yesterday. You know, we needed it, and um, you know, and, and I knew, you know, Saturday night when I'm home, kind of trying to trying to solve this stuff, figured out in my head. I knew I had to get those guys in there, and um, especially, you know, with a screaming a lefty uh, that that we started that started against us. But uh, but no, man, I, I was so proud of of those two guys. Uh, Billy staying very patiently and patient and waiting, and uh, and then Davis, you know, he's been in and out a little bit, still keeping himself ready. So. You know, it's early, and, uh, you know, it's good to see those things, and we just got to keep, you know, keep moving forward. I thought a huge at-bat yesterday, of course, it was the difference in the game, Seth Smith's double. What what does it make you feel like as a coach when you see a freshman in that type of opportunity come through with a huge hit in that way? Well, you know, honestly, I, I'm not surprised. Um, that's what we believe now. You know, I'm not saying I expect that every time, but, I, I mean, I know his capabilities. I know he's a good ball player, and he's just going to grow and, and get better every pitch he sees, and and stuff. So, but no, he uh, he, he stands in there not quite like a freshman sometimes, and uh, extremely happy for for Seth and his involvement and, and where he's at and what he's doing and, and on all that stuff. And uh, you know, he's had a couple big hits now. I want to go back to to the rotation because it was, and I think it was Missouri State's approach. Bob hinted at. You know, the Billy got the zone squeeze, but the, the pitch count got up on all three of your starters. Was that just Missouri State's approach over the weekend, or, or something you've got to watch? You know, going into next weekend. No, I think it. I think it was. Uh, I think it was the way we needed to pitch them and their approach. I mean, that, that was a really, really good lineup. I know. I feel like we really did a good job of, of controlling them um, for the most part. You know, yeah. It, I think we'll look back on it and see that a lot of folks had a hard time doing that. So uh, what I mean by that, when it's a long, older lineup with some experience, the time you get to that third time around, you know, um, which is usually that fourth inning or something like that, they're making it pretty tough, um, you know, and stuff. So I think, you know, they, I, they credit them for making it hard on us, making us have to really execute good pitches. And uh, they didn't get out of the zone too much. And uh, so – they did a good job. Um, last question for me. Uh, throw it back to Bob and Kelly. Tell us about what it was like seeing Chandler Best start last last Wednesday night. It was great to see him back out there, man. I wish it would have been a fairy tale ending, you know, that he goes out there and throws a you know five innings, no hit ball, or whatever. But uh, you know, and I told him, said, hey, this is a huge positive being out there, and uh, it's been a while. Enjoy it. I thought you moved good. I thought I was right. Maybe we're missing just a little bit, but uh, be ready for your next one and. And we'll see him out there tomorrow at some point, uh, no doubt. So, um, you know, look forward to that. Coach, I've observed two things, and you feel free to correct me if my observations are incorrect. A, is that you don't have much tolerance for relief pitchers coming into games and walking batters. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. 
I don't. I don't. Um, you know, I was a reliever back in the day, part of my career in college. I, I started some and I relieved, and I knew your job is to come in and throw strikes. If they're going to beat you, they got to swing it. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, zero tolerance for that. And uh, that's why, you know, and I think we have a staff built the way where I can have, you know, one guy goes in, I got somebody else up there. If if, if they stumble, boom, he's ready, you know, and right. and just try to find that, you know, keep yeah. it keep it where it needs to be. Yeah, I'm, I made a comment to J.B. Middleton yesterday. I said, Coach don't like walks, does he? And he grinned and started shaking that head, no. He does not like walks. And see, the fact that you've got all those guys that are so yeah, good, I'm competition, you, even amongst good. yourself with a group of guys that you love, makes you right. better. Second observation, and I heard some people saying this around me uh, this weekend too, Coach, is that you are, you're just not afraid to make changes. And, and I think that a great example is we don't hit the ball well Saturday. You bring in some new kids in the lineup Sunday, and as Luke rightly pointed out, Billy Butler and David Gillespie go, what, five for seven? And uh, so uh, you have the depth to do that too, don't you, Coach? I think so. I mean, you know, it's so new. I mean, there's only three guys in the lineup between Pato, Wilkes, and, and, and Monastir that, that we kind of that's been there and know it. And and if they're not, you know, hitting on all cylinders, you know, it really, you know, uh, lengthens it out a little bit. Or and and for me, it's just when it's so new, so many new faces and stuff. You got to give them opportunities, and and I know that. And uh, you know, and and I'm not afraid to make changes or, or experiment here, or there, and whatever because. I knew it was going to take a little time to figure out the right formula. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're eight games into it. You know, played eight games in 10 days, man. That was, that wasn't, that was, that was fun, but it was tiring for mm-hmm. sure. And, uh, you know, so, but there's so much more. And I know we're going to learn more and more every time we step on the field. That's what's exciting. Here's, here's what we're seeing and hearing more about Southern Miss recruits, too. And in all the things we've talked about, I don't think this has ever been brought up, but let's go back to Dustin Dickerson. What do he, and Seth Smith, Ozzie Pratt, they all have in common. And we're hearing more and more about this is, well, you know, his dad was a big leaguer or his uncle played in the bigs. You know, there's, there's that, the, the genetics involved. Uh, these guys are coming from profession, And we're seeing more and more Southern Miss whose dad recruits and players whose dads have that experience. And how, I don't know even the question I want to uh, ask Coach Oz, but that certainly is an element that, you're born into, but most of those guys wear with pride and don't disappoint. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's coincidence. I'll be honest with you, Kelly. I mean, you know, it's not like you you target a guy because his dad was a big leaguer or a professional player or whatnot. I think it's kind of, uh, but it, you kind of look at that, and it, there is something there to it. Once you you get them, you can tell the baseball IQ, the right. savviness, or the skill set, you know, and, and things like that might be, uh, you know. Might be a little different because of what they've been around, you know, uh, in their life. All right, coach, got a game on the Gulf Coast tomorrow night against a team that's seven one. I mean, I don't know what that means this early in the year. Uh, uh, you got any idea who you'll throw tomorrow night? What do you expect from that opponent? Um, I got an idea. I'm not sure yet. Uh, we're fixing to get out of practice here in about thir- an hour, and uh, I'm going to look some guys in the eyes and make some decisions, but. Uh, you know, I feel like you're going to see a lot of arms tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, w- I would kind of prepare for that and uh, and stuff. And I like that. I want to. I need to get some work on some guys. There's some. There's still a few that I'd love to get in there. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go play to win the game, and uh, for sure. And uh, but 
I would anticipate there being multiple arms. Uh, the opponent we're playing, tremendous amount of respect for him. Nichols State University, uh, uh, Mike Silva, head coach, a friend of mine, known years, Coach Rhodes, coached with him the last few years. Uh, coach Silva was at Louisiana Tech uh, before going to Nichols. A uh, lot of respect, and uh, he's going to have him ready. He's, he's going to have him playing hard, and uh, they're going to they're going to be ready for the challenge. I guarantee you. But uh, so will we, Coach. This is the truth, though, isn't it? With the success the program has had traditionally, but particularly in the last three or four years, everybody brings their best shot. Everybody's a little extra amped up when they play your guys, aren't they? They are, and uh, and that's a compliment, and that's what we want. You know, we, I've said it many times. You know, put the bullseye on our chest, embrace it, and let's go. I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. And if you're a true competitor, uh, you would too. You know, I mean, that's everybody that wants to compete should want that. You know, bullseye right on their chest. Right. And when he's got I was, um, looking forward to this weekend. Don't want to look over tomorrow night for sure, but we won't get to talk to you before. I mean, super regional team coming into Hattiesburg. Um, if this past weekend wasn't you know just huge, this one is is very huge. They beat Marshall twice this weekend. It's a it's a yeah it's a it's opportunity, man. This is awesome. This is what we do. It's what we want. It's a, a marquee weekend on our schedule. Let's you know let's roll and uh, and just you know go out there and compete and. And, uh, yeah, we got, you know, tomorrow's our first priority. But uh, when, when the weekend gets here, uh, you know, we'll be ready to go. And, um, you know, this is this is our place, and they're coming in here. And uh, we got a lot of pride in it, so it'll be a good matchup. Kelly? Yeah, when, when he's got – when he says, I've got some arms I want to get in. It, wouldn't it be nice every year if you had about 12 guys that you could just throw a blanket over and pull out whoever? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be would Coach, be nice. I, I, did, I, I meant that's to ask goal. you this, though. Uh, McCarty English got, got dinged by that ball on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then he came yeah. out yesterday and pitched like he did. I mean, he's okay, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. And uh, he told me that night he was good. Then I said, well, come see me on Sunday morning. And he did. So, Coach, I'm great. I said, kind of laughing about it. So, all right, man, I believe it. Let's go. He so, looked uh, great. Coach, yeah. great weekend. Atmosphere was electric. You know, it'll be even more electric this weekend. There's no better place in the world to be in the peat. And, hey, I want to thank you uh, for your time. And I want to thank you personally for the kindness you showed to my grandchild yesterday, Coach. Oh, man, that was that was my honor. That was, that was a pleasure to do that. So thank you, Bob. Appreciate right. it. Thank you very much, Coach. Coach Christian Ostrander, everybody. Head baseball coach. And, guys, I'm going to tell you something. He's off to a war and start. This man's in command. And uh, it's fun to watch him coach baseball. They're they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so so what you're saying is is that Oz was ten times nicer to your grandchild than Santa is to his own children. Absolutely, is that what you're absolutely. Yeah, get off my get off my payroll, kids. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Coach Oz for joining us. First half of the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. And also want to say hello to our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill for all they do for Southern Miss and the Eagle Hour. All right, J.B. Middleton shut the weekend down yesterday. 
He's a young uh, young pitcher, relief pitcher from Yazoo City. A lot of velo and uh, a lot of upside. Uh, pitched very well to end the game yesterday. Had a brief conversation with him after the game. Here's how it went. Uh, Coach Oz calls your number. Your thoughts when you go out on the mound game on the line? Um, you know, it's, we prepare for it year-round. Um, just relax your mind and uh, go out there and compete and, and, you know, stay ready and do your job whenever it's your time. Tell us what happened last year. How did, how did you break your foot last year? <laughs> well, all my coaches would uh, probably say it was because we were throwing a football and uh, playing around before the game. But, uh, you know, I guess you could say that's what it was from. And, you know, it was not fun to have to go through. But, you know, I think it, it made me better for it. And, uh, you know, I'm healed up now ready to go. So. All right, so Coach tells me that during the off season you go up and play in the Woodbat League and really – had a good year. How did that help you get ready for this year? Um, definitely being up there on my own and uh, figuring myself out and, you know, still doing that to this day. But uh, just getting that experience and being up there with uh, everybody else trying to do the same thing and a lot of very good players up there. And uh, you kind of learn how to compete. And um, it's definitely helped me so far. And um, I'm going to keep going. All right. So you come here from, from Yazoo City. What, what's life been like at Southern Miss? And What's your reaction to playing in front of crowds like this and the Southern Miss fan base? It's truly awesome. Um, you know, it's a small town where I'm from, and, and coming here and in front of these amazing fans that uh, really care a lot about us and, and the coaches and the players and everybody around here is just like family. And, uh, you know, it's like nothing's changed. You know, you just go from one family to another. How good can this team be, JB? You know, we have all the tools to be as good as we want to be and uh, and we will be you know we, we're going to go to work every day just like we always do and uh put our heads down and, and be competitive and play good ball all right guys that's uh, jb middleton uh, out of yazoo city uh, luke a lot of upside with this kid you, you made a comment during the break that those three that uh closed out over the weekend it's hard to find three better relief pitchers in middleton i think is going to be a big star here yeah, Middleton's already struck out ten batters in five innings. He's only uh, he's only given up one hit. Uh, the one run he gave up was unearned. So a ten to one strikeout to walk ratio. Um, you just look at the strike the strikeout numbers. McCarty English five strikeouts in five innings, and and then Landon Payne two strikeouts in two innings. And you know, like you heard Oz say, I mean, it was it was going to be English, Middleton, and Payne, and they're all three different pitchers. I mean. English has almost like a little unorthodox delivery. And one thing I was listening yesterday with, with Kirkland and, and Jason Baker talking about is that his flexibility, he actually, re- he's only 6'1, but his release point is like, uh, you remember with Walker Powell, because he was so tall, his release point actually, in, in, as the ball, you know, perceives, when, when you perceive it coming to you, it actually appears much faster. And Slade Wilkes uh, had been talking to uh, to Jason Baker and talked about how English's ball gets on on you so much quicker, and he was hitting you know ninety three ninety four, and then Middleton's gas gets in there, and then Payne with that ninety to ninety one cutter. I mean, you want to talk about a bunch of different types of pitchers, and they all have different types of pitches, and uh, you you feel like Ostrander just has a full set of tools where in the past we had to go to one guy and we would ride him you know and then you look at the super last year we had to burn Justin Storman in uh, because of the weather delay 
And you just feel like going into conference play and postseason play this year, they're going to have so many guys that can get people out in high-pressure situations. You, you feel really good about the back end of this bullpen. Kelly, put this in perspective. How tough is this on a hitter? And You see this with Middleton yesterday. 94, 95, 94, and then 78. Well, yeah, because, well, the strategy is you read fastball and adjust for the change. But but when you say the change, I mean, you know the fastball when he's been sitting 94, 93, 94. You know what the fastball is coming at. But a changeup can be 76 miles an hour. It could be 81 miles an hour. I mean, it depends. Tough, it? Oh, it's it's a huge guessing game. And, and really, something else I think that needs to be pointed out, when you look at this Southern Miss roster, it's still, is it fair to say that it's still a pretty young roster? Oh, it's really young. Yeah, so... The fact that these guys are maturing, playing good baseball against good teams at this age. I mean, in, in the 40 or some years that I've been covering Southern Miss Athletics, I don't think any program long-term has been set up like this baseball program has. And health, health aside, you, know, you never know what injuries are going to bring. But, man, it looks like the cupboard's... You know, the pantry's pretty full for and, years and to come. you made the comment to me this morning, which I, I think maybe Saturday night some of the Internet Warriors lost sight of. They were playing a top-caliber Division One baseball team in Missouri State. Yeah, when, and it used to be, you know, what, southeastern Missouri State or whatever it was, and they evolved to Missouri State. Because I think there's the natural assumption by folks that don't follow it closely that any team north of the Mason-Dixon line probably isn't very good. Wrong. 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 <laughs> and these sick- their, their hitting approach, especially that freshman, the six foot six Stewart, I think that was his name. Um, they had a MS quality program, quality coach. They made the College World Series. Hey, going back to, to the depth part of it, you you sit your home run leader from last year, and his replacement goes two for three with and scores two runs yesterday. Now that was Billy Butler's first action of the year so going forward is here's the log jam you you've you've either got to play mcintyre and wilkes or butler or gillespie or a mixture of those four two of those four most likely will not be playing at the same time in the lineup and and that's what's just wild to me i i think I think we're all probably right now. Seth Smith deserves the second base spot right now um, because of of what he's done. And the Golden Eagles played pretty good defense. They made two errors yesterday, but they were scot free the, the rest of the weekend. But that that's the challenge for Oz. Is I think Russo's got the edge at first. But when you're faced with a, a slap hitter percentage speed with McIntyre, and then what are you going to do? Who's going to get left out? Is it Wilkes? Is it Gillespie? Is it Butler? Those are hard decisions for Ostrander going forward. Yeah, Kelly Kelly identified Gillespie early in spring ball, and some players had told Kelly, this guy's a beast. Dude, he hit the top of the scoreboard with a home run this weekend. He's going to be a beast. Well, somebody said if the scoreboard wasn't there, it might have shattered a windshield on 7th Street. He smacked it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a good problem to have as far as you know, Coach Oz. But I mean, you, you look at what Billy Butler did. Especially, I was more impressed with his single up the middle. The ball balls in and high on his hands. He fought it off and muscled it in the center field. I mean, that is a dude with a ton of at bats in his college career. And 
man, it's just it's decisions and depth and talent everywhere. And here's something else I think that needs to be underlined three times with Billy Butler and Coach Ostrander paraphrasing here just from a few moments ago. He said Billy was waiting his turn. All right. Waiting his turn. He didn't have his parents calling the coach saying, how come my kid's not playing? Right. You know, or, or whatever. Waited his turn. Then when he was called upon, he delivered. That's what team sports are all about. Interesting. I saw people on the Internet wildly complaining over the weekend that he's not on the field, and yet the kid himself, and you just heard it from the coach, is a team player, waits my turn. When I get my call, I'll come help the team. And, and did he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, he did. So, lesson to hey, be learned uh, there for a lot of people. Wow. Yeah, about a minute and a half. We can talk more about it in the fourth segment. What a big win for men's basketball yes. Saturday night, guys. It was because Louisiana is one of those teams. Now, look, it's still, they're still going to need some help because Arkansas State has caught fire now. And Arkansas State currently sits in that four hole for the, uh, for the fourth, you know, the four seed at the tournament. But they've, they now have that Coastal Carolina App State trip to make. Arkansas State does this weekend. So if you're a Southern Miss fan, you certainly want App State to take care of business and knock off Arkansas State. And, you know, it's not likely that Coastal would knock them off. But they're on the road. You never Mm -hmm. know. And then the Eagles have got those two. And and South Al did it again, didn't they? I got two observations about Saturday. I was just so happy to see Jay Ladner and and happy to see him there saying goodbye to his seniors and recovering every day. And I want to start every game the rest of the year with Tate Ryder hitting a three. That's how I want to start. He's the secret weapon, isn't he, Tate Ryder? That's what I want to see every game. Tate does not come out until he hits the first tray. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And he, he and Jeff Armstrong are roommates, you know. Yeah. So you got two He's guys. He's the kid that started out as a trainer on the team. You realize that, <laughs> Tate Ryder? I, I I did not yeah. realize and, that. Uh, and and Coach Ladner gives him a scholarship, and he's a huge team player. Great, great kid. And oh, I just. Warmed my heart to see him do that. Yeah, him and Armstrong are kind of cut off that same pattern. They're both wonderful kids. All right, when we come back, a little more about basketball and uh, a preview of everything coming your way this week on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a Monday brought to you by DBAT in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Softball, baseball, it's all there at DBAT. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Rundown over the weekend. Softball goes one and four. They drop contests to Southern Indiana, Jacksonville State, Belmont, and Sanford. Rebound yesterday with a season-high 13 hits over uh, Southern Indiana. They win 7-1, to 5-8 on the year, and they will head to Starkville on Thursday 
to take on the Lady Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Men's tennis Friday wins four to three over Jackson State. Women's also blanks Jackson State four to nothing. Then they were shut out yesterday by Lamar four to nothing. Beach volleyball gets underway. Lady Eagles split uh, two matches uh, each on uh, on the sand. They lose to Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, and Stetson, who was nationally ranked, as well as defeating Eckerd and Mercer over uh, the weekend. Coach Brescher and men's golf, did you guys see where they are this weekend? They're in Puerto Rico? They are, yeah. They are at the Dorado Beach Collegiate. And so what that means is they are actually, yeah, they are in Puerto Rico uh, in 11th place right now. Uh, Robbie Ladder shot a first-round 69. Ryan Dupuy shot a... First round, 71. Enjoy yourselves down there, guys. I'll tell you Live what. scoring available on southernmiss.com. You get down there, Luke, uh, you better be able to play the wind. And I'm sure that's yeah. one of the reasons Coach Brescher, you know, maybe wanted them to get exposure to that because you, you play in any of those island courses, and holy cow, that wind gets howling 25 and 30 miles an hour regularly. It's wild. Lady Eagles on the hardwood defeat Arkansas State 72-59 on the road. Lady Eagles uh, outscore Arkansas State in the second half. Dom Davis with 19, Jacora Bracy with 12, and Morgan Sieper. Are, uh, I'm sorry, Bracy had 17. Morgan Sieper um, with 12 points. Sunbelt baseball over the weekend. App State uh, swept Sienna. Rutgers took two of three from Old Dominion. James Madison took three games from Fairfield. Marshall played Indiana State, the Golden Eagles uh, opponent this weekend, and Michigan State in four games. Uh, they beat Michigan State and lost to Michigan State and then lost both to Indiana State. Coastal Carolina puts up 54 runs against Illinois, Ball State, and Cincinnati. They win all three of those games. Georgia State loses two of three to Seton Hall. Georgia Southern took one at Duty Noble Field, but Mississippi State defeated them in the other two games. Texas State lost two games to Kansas and Kentucky uh, and also won uh, another game. Troy uh, sweeps Harvard. Rice takes two out of three of the Raging Cajuns in Lafayette. ULM drops two of three to Murray State in Monroe. Arkansas State sweeps Lindenwood. And South Alabama takes two of three from Jackson State. And the Golden Eagles win another series, two of three from Missouri State. Can someone tell me uh, the team high point? Defeated Ole Miss in a baseball game this weekend. Let me let me tell you something about High Point. They're obviously located in High Point, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Division One school, beautiful facilities, lots mascot. of money. Don't yeah, don't let that name you know don't let that good, name pretty mascot. Good. Yeah, very good because people were kind of picking on the Rebs this weekend. I said now. Be honest. How much do you know about college baseball? And they said, well, n- not a lot. I just haven't heard of High Point. High Point is another one of those Dallas Baptists. Oh, okay. You know, kind of deals where yeah. the name is not. No, I wasn't making fun. He's, of he's buying time, Getty. He's buying time. I asked Mascot three times. What is he the hasn't given me an answer telling? yet. For right. High Point? Yeah. That, I don't know. What? <laughs> I can tell you what Stetson. The Stetsons. We didn't ask about Stetson. We asked about High Point. Well, Stetson is the Hatters. The what's mascot, that got to do with High Point? <laughs> the mascot is Prowler the Panther. So they're the Panthers. Okay. The High Point Panthers. I would have said the Reefers or the you know, High Point, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting it now, Kelly. The Fighting Reefers yeah, from the fighting High Point. Reefers. That would have been Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah. That would have been his nickname or his team, huh? Okay, so basketball, uh, still this week, going to be doing some uh, ba- some basketball interviews this afternoon. Uh, you know, a great career is about to end. Dominic Davis is, uh, what, down to three regular season games and 
Uh, Luke, she'll go. She'll go down as one of probably the top ten women players here of all time, right? Who Dom? Yeah, I think Dom's a top five. Could uh, be, just yeah, because could be. of just because of the scoring average, and you're talking about you know player, you know the all conference player, and what she's done, and you know, I mean, I, I think it's not just what you what you do with your team or when you're on the court, I think in a lot of ways, you know, what the, what the, the team's like without her. And, and I mean, they have played well without her, but she's one of those that when she's in there, it, it's, it changes everything. And you guys have got road trips uh, this weekend, you know, for the, for the men and, and the women, then they end the regular season. Believe it or not, the Sunbelt Conference Tournament begins a week from tomorrow. The postseason tournament begins a week from tomorrow in Pensacola. And, of really? course, yeah, we'll have all the coverage for you. Tomorrow on the program, men's assistant coach Zay Carson will be joining us just prior to their final road trip of the year, which will take them to Mobile and San Marcos. Yeah, we've got good guests lined up all week. going to have player interviews uh, throughout the week. I think Kelly's going to try to grab a couple of the guys. Uh, I'll handle the women's team. We'll have some more baseball to report on. Uh, big game tomorrow night. Going to be fun. Man, it's a great time of the year. Postseason basketball and the Golden Eagle baseball machine is open. And the running. football team begins spring training tomorrow. Well, we're going to have to find Coach Hall, or he'll probably find us, and uh, talk about spring football. And we'll look forward to that conversation as well. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. The top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.